Give me a go, no go for launch. Just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. I was gonna say something that was not true. I, I don't know why we do these. Let's make film history. We are go for launch. Welcome back, everybody, to the Almost Sideways podcast. Uh, we are so glad you are joining us for this special edition as we get ready for the Oscars. This is episode 168. We are actually recording this a week ahead of when you are listening to this. Uh, we're recording this on Saturday, March 12th, 2022 at 6 p.m. Pacific time. I'm your host, Terry Plucknett. Joining me, we've got Todd. We've got Zach. We're talking all things Oscars this podcast. We're going to go through, talk about our uh, our picks, who we think are, are, are the picks right now, who we think should win, and who should have been nominated. So I... I think last last year we dubbed this our uh, our woulda shoulda couldas, who would win, who should win, who could could have been. So um so that's what we're gonna do. How's it going tonight, guys? It's going fantastic, Terry. I can't believe that KU won their first two tournament games by fifty points each, setting a tournament record. We're on our way to another championship, and uh, Duke getting bounced by a sixteen seed. Man, that was. Just the coupe, the coupe de resistance. Predicting the future in the past. I don't know. Todd, how's it going? It's going good. Lots All of right. basketball. Lots, lots of basketball. I did can not, we just, can we can just, I just say I didn't watch any basketball today? I, wa- <clears throat> I watched uh, the craziness of the Players' Championship and watching the 30-mile-an-hour wins knock balls off the island green all day long. Yeah, it screwed up my <laughs> Morikawa bet. Yeah. Uh, what are you gonna say, Zach? Oh, I was just I um I can't. Oh, I was gonna say uh before we get started, can we remind the audiences out there that at this time last year, didn't Todd predict that Power of the Dog would be the best picture winner for 2022? And it will be interesting to see if he if he sticks with that or hedges his bet. That's that's a true statement. He that did. A, that's the storyline going into this <clears throat> this uh, podcast here. Actually, two months ago, like a year ago, two months ago, because he wrote writes that article in January. He predicted Power of the Dog would win Best Picture. Now, if you had put money on this in Vegas, well, okay, maybe this is getting too far. You don't have to answer this question, Todd. But if you had put money on Vegas, I mean, that must have been crazy <laughs> odds, like you know, plus three thousand or something like that. Would you hedge your bet right now? And you don't have to answer that, but I'm intrigued to know your answer when we get to the Best Picture winner. Okay. All right. So, important thing to mention, uh, we are recording this early. Um, some of us were not uh, are, are, were not available the weekend before the Oscars. Who, who um, would that be, Terry? I, I, it might be me. I, that could be. Uh, anyways, we're recording this early, which means there are some precursors that we still don't know the results of. Uh, as we're talking about this, we don't know what happened at BAFTA. We don't know what happened with Critics' Choice. Those are in the future for our recording. However, they have already happened by the time you're listening to this. So just throwing that out there. Also, if you're listening to this, you'll be uh, happy to know, I think, I think I can announce this, that we're going to do another live reaction after the Oscars next weekend. So you can watch for that. It'll be on YouTube. And then we'll uh, we'll post the audio to our podcast feed later as well. God, we should just tell viewers to not tune in because it will be such a hot mess. But oh yeah, uh, it's like a, it's a train wreck, you know. 
that is worth tuning into. It's like when Melissa Leo won Best Supporting Actress. Just you is, can't stop is watching. Is that why? Is that why Amy Schumer is one of the hosts? Because it's going to be a so. train wreck. I think so. Nice. Oh, that was a dad joke. <laughs> you, can you have a dad joke counter here on the podcast? Uh, it, it's already full. If we did, okay. So we're going to start with uh, the below the line categories. We're going to go through these really quick. Our woulda, shoulda, couldas. So uh, we're going to go through each category, and each person is going to say who they think will win, who they think should win, and who they think could have been nominated. Uh, so let's start with, uh, we're going to start with animated feature. And we're going to start with uh, Todd, who who woulda, shoulda, coulda. Should we read the nominees or just? Oh, yeah, I should probably read the nominees. Yeah, I guess I should do that. Okay, the nominees for Best Animated are Encanto, Flea, Luca, Riot and the Last Dragon, and The Mitchells versus the Machines. So, Todd, go for it. Okay, well, I haven't seen uh, Riot and the Last Dragon, but who will win is going gonna, gonna to be Encanto, uh, which should win. If I, I have Luca rated the highest of them, and uh, which should have been nominated. I haven't seen any other non-nominees other than the CryptoZoo, and that was shit. So, I'm going to say something foreign like Bell. Although okay. I haven't seen it. All right. Zach, how about you? Uh, yes, I think uh, Todd is absolutely right. This is a slam dunk in Kanto all the way. Um, gosh, I don't really, I don't really know any other animated films that should have been nominated. Um, I'll, I'll agree with whatever Todd's pick was. Todd, how have you not seen not Ryan a, not, the Last Dragon yet? It's been on Disney not a big Plus year for for like nine months. I know. Not a big year for animated movies. Just one that I haven't gotten to. It's been on my list, but I'm like, eh, I could wait on that. And I run out of time. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually this, seen that. <laughs> this this list of nominees, it kind of felt like the only ones. There were like there was Bell, there were some smaller ones that could have snuck in, but it was always gonna be these five. Yeah, and Kanto's gonna win. Um the highest one I have rated is the Mitchells versus the Machines. Um, and I've s I think I've seen one other animated movie from 2021 and it's vivo the other lin-manuel music movie um animated movie and so i really like that one and i think it's better than Encanto. so i'm gonna say that one should have been nominated wow did you say what should win oh i said whatever you picked i i i can't i haven't seen any other nominated i'm sorry i I haven't seen any other animated films except for the ones that are nominated at least i don't think what should have won what should win do you think oh what should win yeah, what um, do you think should win out of the five? Um, That's how this game works, Zach. I do you need to explain the rules because I did not understand that. Uh, I would go with um, Flea. Okay. Have you seen Flea? Yes, I recently watched it and it was excellent. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Uh, while but we're more, going through this, more oh, so ahead. just just to call, just to stir up a little bit of discussion, probably there more so than actually, yeah. Uh, so, um, while we're going through this, remember, we do have our Oscar challenge that you can still, uh, fill out your ballot for. I mean, we're kind of giving some insider, some insider remarks here, but pick who you think are, are the winners. Um, it's often that we don't win. So, uh, yeah. And the winner gets a, a, a guest spot on the podcast if they want it. So Kyle Heck, we're <laughs> no, talking one's taking, to you. no one's taking us up on that offer yet. Right. I, I know. All right, let's move on. We're going to international feature now. Now we're talking. And the nominees for international feature, as soon as I find them on here. Here we go. Drive My Car, Flea, 
Lunana, a yak in the classroom, the hand of God, and the worst person in the world, Todd. I haven't seen yak yet. So, uh, but will what will win? It's obviously Drive My Car. What should win is the best movie of the year, the worst person in the world, and what should have been nominated is the second best movie of the year, which is A, a Family. Bam! Well that, that was easy. Well Zach, what about you? Uh, yes, uh, Drive My Car will win. I think Drive My Car should win in this category. And I think the film that was shortchanged um, was uh, Parallel Mothers. I don't know mm. if that was the official Spanish nominee, but... Uh, it was not. Uh, that's, well, I guess that's the reason why. But it had enough... It has other Oscar nominations. It should be there. That's, it's ridiculous that it's not. All right. Uh, for me, let's see here. Uh, Drive My Car will win. I mean, it got a Best Picture nomination. Uh, should win. I'm gonna say worst person in the world. I still have not seen. Let's see here. I haven't seen. Well, you haven't, have, have you seen Drive Yak My Car or Drive My Car? I have not okay. seen Drive My Car yet. I need to still watch that. My plan is to have it watched before the Oscars. And then, uh, what should have been nominated? What could have been nominated? I'm going with a hero. There we go. Good, good pick. Solid picks all around. I think we deserve a golf clap for those. There we go. There we go. All right. Best Documentary is next. And for Best Documentary, the nominees are Ascension, Attica, Flea, Summer of Soul, and Writing with Fire. Todd? I've not seen Writing with Fire yet, but uh, what will win? I, I think there is. Uh, this is where Flea wins its Oscar. So Flea is going to win, and Flea should win. And what should have been nominated... I don't really have any that are above three stars. The highest one I have ranked is there is no I in threesome and there's no way in hell that would have gotten nominated at the Oscars. So the one that had a shot, I would say procession, which is a, a really creative, almost like the act of killing style uh, documentary. There is right. no I in threesome. Is that, is that a real movie? I've yes, never heard of movie. that. I, I got to see that. That's amazing. All right, Zach, what do you got? Uh, well, this is where we have our first disagreement. I'm shocked that Todd is not going with what I think is pretty much the clear-cut favorite in this category, which is Summer of Soul. It was, it was, uh, you know, uh, advertised heavily at last year's ceremony. I don't see any way that Questlove does not get up there and give an acceptance speech. So that's kind of sh stunning to go with. It would also be my winner since it was my number five movie of 2021. Um, I, I really, I did like Procession. That's actually a good pick. I, I, I watched it too. I will, I'll just for, for the sake of being a little different, I would go with uh, The Alpinist, which Terry turned on to me. Yeah. Very good documentary, kind of in the same vein as Free Solo, um, but uh, deserved more attention than it got. Absolutely. It absolutely did. All right. So I, don't, um, I just don't think Flea's going over three, and this is where it has the best shot. In concert, documentaries don't really have a good track record at the Oscars. Hey, listen, the color purple went 0 for 11, okay? It's definitely possible that it goes over. It wasn't over nominated three. for three major Oscar. Like, no, it was nominated for like 10 major Oscars, but best okay. feature not director. Oscars. All right. Um, I'm saying, let's see here. What, uh, what will win? I, th this is, yeah, this is the closest one so far. This could be where Flea wins. I'm still going with Summer of Soul for right now. We'll see. Um, what should win? I actually haven't seen any of these five yet, so I can't answer oh, that question. Uh, but what could have been nominated? The Rescue. I mean, I mean, it was the number one, my number one movie of the year. So yeah, <laughs> and, and I had it like number three. But the Alpine Cheers is also that. a great, uh, a great, uh, a great mention there. Okay. Moving on, best original score, and the nominees for that are Don't Look Up, Dune, Encanto, Parallel Mothers, 
and the power of the dog. Todd, where are we going? Okay, what uh, will win? I'm I'm pretty sure this is going to be Dune. What should win? Uh, Parallel Mothers, I think, is one of the, the coolest scores of the year. And that's what I think should win and should have been nominated. My highest ranked one that wasn't nominated is uh, a Japanese movie called True Mothers. So I guess I'll go with that. All right. Zach. Yeah, I think this is Hans Zimmer all the way. This is gonna. This is not exactly the last uh, time we're going to be predicting Dune to win um, technical awards, shall we say? Spoiler alert. Um, although my pick uh, personally would be, how cool would it be to see Johnny Greenwood win an Oscar? I mean, with how iconic his scores have been the last five years, uh, it would be really, really cool to see that. I think my personal pick, though, um, would be, uh, let's see, I'm kind of looking here. Let's go with uh, Drive My Car. I, I remember there wasn't a whole lot of music in that movie, but what, what music there was was kind of minimalist and cool and transient and different. So, you know, give it some more nominations. Pad, pad the stats. Yeah, I'm going Dune also as the one that that uh, that will win. What should win, I'm going Power of the Dog as well. I think that's a really cool score, uh, and it really sets the atmosphere of that movie well. Uh, one one of the best parts of that movie, I feel, is is the music in it. And um, what could have been nominated, I'm gonna go with the score from my number one movie of the year, Nine Days. It, it was it was a pretty brilliant score. That was a good one. Yeah, that's a good pick. That was one of the better things about your number one movie of the year. Yeah, I know you didn't like it. Okay, uh, best original song is next. And for best original song, we have Down to Joy from Belfast. We have Dos Orejitas from Encanto. We have Somehow You Do from Four Good Days, and which Todd has seen and nobody else has. Uh, Be Alive from King Richard and No Time to Die from No Time to Die. Todd? Uh, will win and should win is no time to die. It's a great song, even though we heard it like you know two years ago for the first time. And yeah. uh, what should have been nominated, I I do, I don't know. Um, I guess I'll say uh, rather be home from Flag Day because it is Glenn Hansard and um, Eddie Vedder working together. Ooh. Good call. That would be an amazing acceptance speech if they were up there. I like it. That would be a very erotic moment at the Oscars. That would turn me on. There's no I in threesome, but those two I could get involved with if they won the Oscar. That that would be great. All right, Zach. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, obviously, Billy and, and Phineas. I think we got to have some prop bets on their acceptance speech. Something weird's going to happen, right? We get some, I don't know. Maybe it's her outfit. Who knows? Um, I'm. Uh, oh, the winner in this category. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's the right pick. It's a good song. It's the only one that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, I apologize to Terry in advance. We all know what should have been nominated. It's on my phone. We sing it all the time. I play it to my class. I think Terry plays it to my class. It's a long, little song called Shall We Start? Or So we so May We so, Start. So May We Start, sung by a puppet. We'll talk no, like that in wine not, country. It's not actually sung by a puppet, but it, it could have been. From the great uh, underrated movie of 2021, and I say it sarcastically, Annette. And I mean, in the year of the Sparks Brothers, 2021, they should have been at least invited to the Oscars. I mean, yeah. I, can you imagine starting the Oscars with "So May We Start"? Absolutely, and get all you know, get Amy Schumer out there and all the hosts, and maybe we could have the eight uh, awards that don't get on stage. Mm -hmm. Maybe they could be somewhere in the background, unnoticeable, out of focus, or something. But I hear you. Yeah, yeah. All right, so. I'm going what will win. 
I'm going to say no time to die, but I would not be shocked if this is where Lin-Manuel Miranda gets his Oscar. It, I could see him win for Dos Orejitas, um, mainly because he, I mean, his this score, the, the soundtrack has become iconic at this point for Encanto. Um, I, and I heard... But not that song. Yeah, not that song. I, I, I yeah, they, they messed that up. Uh, by the way, I heard somewhere that if, uh, as soon as, because it's going to happen at some point, as soon as Lin-Manuel Miranda wins an Oscar, he will have a PGOT. Oscar Grammy, uh, Emmy, Tony, Pulitzer, because he won the Pulitzer for Hamilton. Nice. Um, anyways, uh, I'm going to say No Time to Die should win. And what could have been nominated, I mean, you said so may we start. So I'll say uh, we don't talk about Bruno. I mean, yeah. it's the number one movie in the country, or the other, number one song in the country on Billboard. Isn't and it? It's, a, it's, a, it's the biggest Disney song of all time, right? I think so. I think so. Even though my favorite of the, in the movie is Surface Pressure, but, I mean, you have the number one song on the Billboard charts, and it wasn't even submitted. I mean, you submit multiple songs for movies all the time. Whatever. Okay. Todd, have you seen Four Good Days? Yeah. I see it on my Netflix queue. I'm intrigued by it, but I don't actually want to watch it's, it. So can you just like, summarize it for, for me? What what I'm missing? <laughs> so I don't have to feel bad about well, not it's, watching it's a, it. It actually is a really good song, but I mean, it, it's Mila Kunis in a drug addiction movie. I mean, it's it's a, it's not I know, exactly it's a good a premise. Sell. That's yeah. a good premise. And Glenn Close probably should. I'm surprised she wasn't nominated, but I don't know if I want to waste an hour and 40 minutes of my, of my life on it. It's but not I, a you waste know. of time. I don't even remember what I gave it, though. It feels like a future come to the stable movie someday for three other hosts of another podcast. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised Glenn Close didn't get nominated because she's kind of turned into like the Oscarless Meryl. She gets nominated for everything but never wins. She also had the uh, for the Oscarless Roger Deakins. The the yeah. other uh, um the one that has the same title as the one that Terry really loved. Oh, Swan Song. Yeah, the other swan song she's in that. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's move on. Moving into makeup and hairstyling. Uh, let's see here. The nominees for this one are coming to America. Cruella, Dune, House of Gucci gets in somewhere, and The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Can we just pause a moment and, and relish the fact that this that House of Gucci actually did get a nomination? And it's for this. I, I just, I still find that amazing. Okay, Todd. Uh, what will win uh, is uh, Cruella. There's, there's always like a whoa. There's a collaboration, or not a collaboration. There's a. It, it always matches up, or there's a good chance it matches up with costumes. Uh, what should win? I, I think Dune. There's been, there's a lot of crazy makeup in Dune, and what should have been nominated? I, I'm gonna say Spencer. Because I mean, it should have gotten a lot of stuff, and the, the it just seems like an easy sell that it would have gotten nominated for makeup. All right, Zach. Uh, another disagreement. We we have a disagreement here. Uh, Corolla wasn't even a film I was considering. Um, I think that would be a pretty big shock if that happened. I think it comes down to two movies. I think it's between the Eyes of Tammy Faye and House of Gucci, and I lean a little bit more toward uh, Eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, I think because 
I don't know. It's a movie that didn't get a whole lot of recognition, but it got better reviews than House of Gucci, and and I think the makeup in it is maybe a little bit more noticed. I, I mean, I, I I don't know, but I think I think Eyes of Tammy Faye narrowly defeats House of Gucci. Uh, what should have won in this category? Um, I'm going uh, Coming to America because I did not see it, and I just love that it got a nomination. How cool would that be if it won? And then um, I think for for uh, nomination, um, I'm going to go Candyman. Candyman had some really cool makeup. I know you guys weren't a fan of it, but I think it should have gotten a little more recognition than it did. I was the biggest fan of it on this podcast, and it, there was no way it was ever going to get nominated. But I can't think of another movie off the top of my head that had really awesome makeup that wasn't recognized this year. All right. Uh, yeah, I I haven't. I'm going to go. I, I think Eyes of Tammy Faye. I think that I'm going to go with that one to win. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but from what I mean, the, those transformational makeup or makeup jobs are, are always high up there. What should win? I'm going to say Cruella because I thought that that was pretty amazing in the makeup and the hairstyling that it had there. Um, and for what could have been nominated, I'm going to go with uh, the forgotten fashion movie of uh, 2021 at the Oscars. And that's last night in Soho. Oh, that's a good one. Nicely done. All right. Visual effects. And for visual effects, the nominees are hiding on my list somewhere. There they are. Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Dodd. What will win and should win is Dune. Like, there's no chance it doesn't win. And what should have been nominated, I'm going to say Voyagers. Uh, there aren't a whole lot of great visual effects movies this year, but Voyagers actually did stand out. I can take that. I, take I agree. That. It was a good movie. Thumbs up. All right. Zach. Uh, yeah, I think this is Dune. Dune is going to have a big night at the Oscars this year. I think the film that should win in this category is uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, just so that Dune doesn't win everything. And the movie I would nominate is a movie that was recommended by Terry, and I love it. It is The Tomorrow War. Not that it really had great visual effects, but come on. I mean, if we're going to put The Tomorrow War in a category, that's going to be it. And uh, thank you, Terry, for recommending that movie. It was a great pick. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's actually the one I had written down too. So I'll, oh, nice. I'll, I'll, I'll punt a little bit and go with something else. So yeah, Dune's going to win this uh, for should win. I mean, probably Dune, but I'm going to shout out free guy because that that's a really fun movie. And the fact that it got in here is pretty awesome. And it had some really great visual effects too. And uh, for my other pick, since you said tomorrow we're I'll go the suicide squad. Oh, okay. That had some great visual effects as well. I mean, Polka Dot Man, really? Could we go Zack Snyder's Justice League 2, or is that not eligible? I don't think that's eligible. <laughs> Adapted from two-thirds of another movie. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> okay, moving on. Best editing is our next category. And for best editing, the nominees are somehow, don't look up, uh, Dune, <laughs> King Richard, The Power of the Dog, and Tick, Tick, Boom. Todd? Uh, what's going to win is Dune. I'm not really sure why it's sweeping everything, but it's probably going to win. Um, what should win, I think it's Tick, Tick, Boom. I, I love how that movie was put together, and I, I think it probably was the most difficult editing. 
And what should have been nominated is the most ridiculous editing of the year, which is Zola. Which is what I voted for at the Spirit Awards. That's a good call. That's a good call. Zach? Uh, yeah, I agree also with Dune, which is a strange pick because I think Dune is overlong and boring at times. And I, you know, <laughs> editing has become the surrogate pick for the best picture winner. And I, you know, we're at least Todd and I agree that Dune is the winner in this category, but probably not the best picture. I think we'd, I'd be shocked if either of us predicted that. But I, I'm disappointed that uh, I think a lot of Oscar voters don't understand what editing really means. So I, I think Dune is actually a pretty bad editing Oscar winner if it does if it does win. The film that I would vote for, this is kind of actually, I, I think, a fairly weak category overall. I would go with the, the strongest film in the bunch, which I feel like is Power of the Dog, and to keep it more consistent with the stereotype of Best Picture winner. Um, and then um, my winner uh, would, or the, the film that I think is actually shortchanged here is um, Summer of Soul. Because, uh, you know, that's a movie that was all editing. That movie is almost, no, it has a little bit of original footage with the interviews, but it's almost all uh, editing archival footage, which I think is way more complicated than any of these other movies. Yeah, any archival footage documentary should always be considered for best editing. I agree with that. They should, it should be like, an, you know, the, the de facto international best picture nominee. There should always be a documentary best, best editing nominee. I, I think there could be just a, best editing in a documentary category because it's such a different and beast. and then then there would be nine categories that don't get broadcast instead of eight <laughs> i i i'm looking forward to i hope someone like i i hope um uh oh gosh what's his name sound of middle guy why why did i blank Bruce, out his name Riz Ahmed. i hope Riz Ahmed wins his oscar and he gets up there and he just stands there for like 15 minutes and just waste all the time. And so uh, the Oscars have to be delayed because the eight, not the eight not, uh, categories took more than an hour. That's what, that's my hope at this point. That'd be very Michael Moore of him. I would totally yeah. dig that. And he, and he has enough cachet to actually pull it off too. Um, yeah. I'm going Dune to win this also, especially um, it's, there's this like tie between, editing and sound right now and whatever wins sound usually wins editing and so dune there uh what should win i'll say tick tick boom as well but shout out to king richard because uh sports movies like that always have great editing and to get it as uh as kinetic as it is and and fast pace is really is really impressive and what could have been nominated uh you don't normally think of uh of animated films having great editing but the mitchells versus the machines has this real like manic edit to it in a similar way to like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse had a couple years ago. And so I think it could have definitely uh, been put in this category as well. So I'm going Mitchell's versus the machines. All right, moving on. I don't know. Best do, sound. do animated yeah, movies get edited? I don't know if that's a real thing. I mean, maybe scenes get taken out, but I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a thing. Well, you got you still have to edit the shot or the edit. They're, the... they're editing animated awards, the editing yeah. guild. You you still have to. I edit what the, the... I'm throwing a red flag on it. You have to edit the the footage you have. It's just all digital footage. Most animated movies are really short anyway, so it's yeah. not like they're badly edited. Okay, best sound is next. Uh, for this one, we have Belfast, Dune, hmm. No Time to Die, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Todd. 
Will Wayne and Should Wayne is Dune. One of the mm, best what sound jobs in years. And uh, what should have been nominated, I'm going to say The Harder They Fall, because I couldn't say it for mm. song, because it wasn't quite up there. But yeah, The Harder They Fall had some really cool sound and sound effects. And since there's one category, it makes it a little more difficult. Nice. I like it. Zach. Uh, Todd, in the history of the Oscars, has there ever been a more slam dunk category than Dune for best sound this year? No, that's why I, I put $100 on the, that category. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like that prop bet in the Super Bowl, you know, will they defer the first half kickoff that was plus 500 that most people right. thought was way too low anyway. Um, yeah, it's Dune. It's over. Um, my winner would be the Power of the Dog because when they announced the nominations and Power of the Dog, I was like, I'm, you know, I'm, I like that movie a lot. We, we all like it here on the podcast, although none of us love it. I was, I'm kind of missing the old days of the 80s when like the Best Picture winner won eight or nine Oscars. I was kind of thinking like Power of the Dog had a chance to do that, but probably not anymore um i actually love the sound design in that movie really really cool uh my nominee for best sound um i guess i had to uh put it somewhere um why not i'm going to go with bo burnham inside because the guy recorded his own sound and he used his own machinery you knew i was going to put this movie somewhere todd at, at it's least not it's not a best documentary it's something and uh, the sound in that movie is amazing i mean you 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 could have combined like, the sound mixing so may we point. start and said uh and said one of the songs. Oh, there. I'm trying to go one movie, one different movie per category. Okay, okay. So, yeah. What, what, all right, th this is a great question I heard on another podcast. Uh, if it was eligible, what song from Bo Burnham Inside would have been nominated at the Oscars? That's a great question. Not a question that Todd's prepared to answer, obviously. But I think, I mean, the white woman Instagram would be like the uh, Blame Canada moment. We'd have to get a comedian to sing it like Robin Williams. Um, but uh, gosh, I don't know. I mean, FaceTime with my mom is a great pick. Um, I don't know, Terry, what do you think? I mean, uh, I love Welcome to the Internet. Um, yeah. That, that's a great one. Um, then there's... Uh, Healing the world with comedy. That's probably I, it. Yeah. Or or the that funny feeling. That funny that, feeling, the one that with the feels guitar, like yeah. an Oscar nominee. Yeah. I like the Bezos song too, but that's not really a song. It's, it's not a song. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. not a movie either. So no. You know. So all right, let's get back to, to this. Best sound for me. Yeah, it's Dune. What should win is Dune. Uh what could have been nominated? I'm going to Quiet Place Part Two. I mean it's a it's a movie all about sound. So, and the original was nominated. And the original was, I think, was nominated for best sound. So, missed opportunity there. All right, costume design nominees are Cruella, Cyrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. Todd, like I said, costumes matches up with makeup, so Cruella is going to win, and it probably should win. Uh, which should have been nominated is one of the movies that I had in my top 10 that no one else has seen, which is The World to Come. Uh, oh, really yeah. good period costumes. Yes. <coughs> Zach? All right. Every year. Well, not every year. I'm going with the ex machina pick here. I'm going outside any realm of possibility because picking Dune is boring and picking Cruella I'm not going to do. I'm going to go Nightmare Alley. 
Why not? That's go. the movie that the, it's quirky. It's weird. I could see them going for a below the line category like this that Dune is not necessarily the favorite in. And obviously it had very noticeable costumes. Um, it would also be my personal pick for the winner as well. And then uh, my pick for uh, the film that uh, should have won for best costumes. Uh, let's see here. Let's go with. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm thinking what's a period piece. Come on. Give me something here. Gosh, I did not see a lot of period pieces last year. Let's go. No sudden move. There we go. Steven Soderbergh. Classy 1940s. Great. Look. There you go. There you go. I don't know. I, I couldn't come up with anything else. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm saying uh, Cruella uh, will win. I think it should win, too. I really like that movie and the costumes in it. Uh, what could have been nominated? Here's where I'll mention Spencer. Um, I, I think the costume work that they did to put that movie together is pretty is pretty outstanding. Moving on, production design. Here we have Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Todd. Well, typically this matches up with visual effects, but I'm going with Nightmare Alley for Will Win in this oh, one. Oh, wow! And I think it, I think it should win as well. I think it, I can't think of any anything that really comes close to in those um, five, four movies. And what should have been nominated this is where I'm going to say Last Night in Soho. Hmm. Okay, right. so Todd, have you seen Nightmare Alley? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> what what are your thoughts? Terry thinks it's a masterpiece. I think the ending gets a little messed up. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess I, I guess I'm more in your camp than I, I'm not sure it's necessarily the ending. I, I think there are parts that that don't work, and it is too long. But it is it is really interesting. I just uh, just yesterday got from the library the Criterion uh, Nightmare Alley from the 40s, so oh, I'll be nice. watching that soon. It is a really entertaining movie. I'll give you that. I, there's a part of me that really enjoys that movie. Um, it's just it it almost tried too hard, but uh, Adam loves it. It's in his top ten now. Yeah, I can see that. All right, Zach. Uh, well, a, a, free, a, a free pick for Dune that Todd didn't predict. Well, I, I'm going to take that any day. So I'll take Dune, and uh, the winner. Um, I I agree. Uh, Nightmare Alley probably had the best uh, production design of those movies. I did not. I still have not seen Tragedy of Macbeth at this point yet um production design for a movie that uh came out this year that wasn't nominated i thought i had one just a second ago uh let's see let's go with uh we will go uh with um oh i gotta put something here french i know that was not the one i oh i went uh in the heights Mm. what that's good no like production design in that i don't know i got nothing man I wouldn't. I would pick it over French Dispatch. Uh, okay. I have. What did I? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? I think I had basically the same thing Todd said. Um, I had. I had Nightmare Alley actually down. Wow. As I think will win. I've been hearing that. That that's that's got a lot of momentum in that category, and I think it should win too. I, I like I said, I love that movie. And the one I had written down for could have been nominated is Last Night in Soho, but. Uh, since Todd said it already, I'm going to say The Green Knight. Oh, that's a good one. Good pick. Forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. I mean, that one was a lot of visual effects, but still, yeah, it's a good pick. All right. Cinematography for the last below the line category here. Uh, we have Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Todd. 
Uh, will win and should win is Dune, and what should have been nominated. This is what uh, I was going to say: The Green Knight, which is my number one cinematography of the year. Yeah, it's probably more of a cinematography play than a than a production design play, but they're both really good. Zach, uh, I'm going to go with Dune as well, um, <laughs> because Greg Fraser also was the cinematographer for Batman, and so he'll be fresh in people's memories. Um, what should win is Power of the Dog. Uh, I think it's the second time a female cinematographer has been nominated for Best uh, Cinematography. And uh, I just remember watching a feature on Power of the Dog where the cinematographer, um, Ari Wagner is her name. She talks about how she, how Jane Campion approached her and, and said, basically, do you like doing pre-production? She's like, yes. And so she's like, on board. Like, that, that's kind of cool. Anyway, uh, my nominee for Best, uh, the film that did not get considered for Best uh, Cinematography that should have been considered for best cinematography i would go with passing uh beautiful oh, black and white yeah. uh cinematography in that movie good call on that all right uh yeah so i have i actually say i think power of the dog is going to pull out cinematography um it, it's it it's front runner for best picture and if it only gets and this is the only like below the line category I think it has a decent shot at. So, but I don't know. Dune is like this is like a Gravity or Inception. It's gonna it's gonna win like all of these that are all basically saying the same thing about the movie. True, but at the same time, I think, I mean, when Gravity won, what was the what was best picture of the year? Gravity won. Was Twelve winning years everything. of slave. Twelve Years a Slave. Oh, I guess that is a decent comparison. Then I could I could see Power of the Dog and Twelve Years a Slave being comparable in that way. Um, what should win? I, I think Tragedy of Macbeth is a gorgeous movie. I didn't necessarily love it, but man, is it beautiful to look at. Uh, so I'm going that. What could have been nominated? I'm gonna throw in Nine Days here as well. Um, there, there's some, there's some beautiful shots in Nine Days, and uh, and ju that just take your breath away. So, all right. Now we are to the main categories, the major categories, the categories that the Academy deems are still worth seeing live. Um, <laughs> so we're going to start with adapted screenplay. And here's what we're going to do now. Now that, now that we're to the bigger ones, we're going to go through and everyone's going to say what they think should win. And then we'll go through. Everyone's going to say what they think could have been nominated. And then we'll give our prediction. Oh, we're changing up a little bit. Changing up a little bit. Change it up. Okay. Like the Oscars. So we're still gonna we're still gonna start with Todd. So adapted screenplay here. Uh, our nominees are Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog. Todd, what should win? I, I think the most complex screenplay and most intoxicating screenplay of the year was Drive My Car, and that's what I would vote for. Okay, Zach. Okay, weird pick here. I know I had Drive My Car in, my, in the top 10, and yet I would go with Power of the Dog. Mm. I think as a screenplay, it's it's a more complex and ambitious film in some ways than Drive My Car, which I think relied a lot on performances and cinematography. I still haven't seen Drive My Car, like I mentioned. Um but my highest rated screenplay of these five or the, the four I have seen is Coda. So I, I would go with Coda as what, as what should win. I, that look, I love that look on your face, Todd. That's a lovely look. It's on a Terry face. pick. That's it's, a, it's, it's, it's a, a Terry puff pick. piece. It's a puff piece. All right. Um, 
what could have been nominated, Todd? Zola. <laughs> yes. Adapting a Reddit thread. Like that. It's an insane screenplay. Uh, yeah. It, it, that's hard to argue with. Zach? Uh, tick, tick, boom. Yeah, that's what I've written down too is tick, tick, boom. Um, and, and just simply that they took a three man show and made that movie out of it. And there was a lot of adapting to make that movie. And so, um, I mean, it's best adapted screenplay, but it's best screenplay. They ne- best adapting job. They never, adapted. they never nominate musicals for screenplay. I can't, did they, in, did they nominate Chicago? I can't remember that, but, um, they may have, but, uh, I think that movie has enough dialogue and enough like staging important scenes in terms of the story that it, it would merit a nomination. I do know a lot of people were thinking like West Side Story was like sixth in this category. So that that came close, but I think it was because of how different it was from the original movie too. All right, Todd. Um, oh no, yeah, I said Tick Tick Boom. So Todd, what will win? Uh, the Lost Daughter. Ooh. Wow. Okay, Zach. Wow. I mean, I'll take it. I'm I, I'm going with Power of the Dog. Yeah, I'll go Power of the Dog too. But I, I, if the Lost Daughter picks something up, I can that see would it be, in here. Lost wow. Daughter I mean, swept the Spirit Awards. It won the Scripter Award, which is the first time it's really competed against Power of the Dog. And we'll see tomorrow, or last week, uh, when it wins the BAFTA, <laughs> that, that uh, it's actually the front runner. We will see what happens last week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Original screenplay. Nominees are Belfast. Somehow, don't look up. King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and The Worst Person in the World. Todd, what should win? The Worst Person in the World, of course. Yeah. Zach? I reluctantly have to agree. Worst Person in the World. Yeah, me too. Worst Person in the World should win. Todd, what could have been nominated? Uh, I mean, I love Mass. And that I know that's exactly the kind of talky screenplay that i really respond to i think that should have been nominated still need to watch that it's sitting downstairs i have it from the library i just haven't watched it yet zach i would go uh Stillwater. uh not the Ooh, band yeah. from troy michigan but also the great number three movie of two, 2021 starring matt damon and uh cr- criminally overlooked by the academy it's a think piece all right uh i'm gonna go i'm going my number one movie of the year i'm going nine days i I think nine days could have been in here and and simply it's one of those that would get into a a category like this because of how original it is um and i i think that that could have earned it a spot here todd what will win Uh, this is the problem with the how the oscars vote now because belfast is going to win and it's one of those, like, when Milk won or the Hurt Locker won, where it's beating, like, real screenplay achievements. It's just, like, a movie they love. And Belfast qualifies for that. And it's going to, it's going to, I mean, and plus he's been nominated in, Brando's been nominated in, like, nine different categories. This is probably his best chance to win. I think they'll make PTA wait until a movie that they actually love. All right, Zach. This is one of the more wide open categories <laughs> this year. Um, I had a different vote this morning, but I changed, I'm changing my vote kind of midway through here. Um, I'm going to go with licorice pizza. Um, I, I think this is the 2002 best picture nominees of 
original screenplay nominees. This is like, I think, fairly weak uh, nominees in a otherwise fairly strong year. Um, I just think Licorice Pizza, it, it's one of those things where it's a 1986 Paul Newman sort of thing. They want to give him, they want to, they want to honor PTA in some way, even though Loki, the screenplay of Licorice Pizza was one of its biggest problems. And, uh, you know, it's, it has nominations. They got to give it something. It's not going to win in any other category. So I think just a kind of de facto vote, I think you got to go PTA here. Yeah. I, I think Brana gets his Oscar. I'm going Belfast. Um, What's fascinating is Belfast was like a front runner for a long time and in, in even in picture. And then it just slowly started to lose momentum and everyone's kind of forgotten about it now. But there is love out there. I mean, it, it got two acting nominations. It's still got the picture nomination. Um, I, I think I think Brana has an achievement here. Don't forget the it still had the, the TIFF Audience Award win which is means that there is a lot of love out there for this movie. Don't forget uh, the tiff. I mean, what the, this, will be the, this is going to be what the first time in what five years that the tiff audience award winner doesn't win best picture. Um, so uh, anyways, Belfast, I'm going Belfast. The right. thing is, it's not, it's not a highbrow pick though. I mean, that's the thing. I think the Academy members want to separate themselves and be more, a little bit more sophisticated than the mass audience. So they're going to go with licorice pizza? I think so, because they like Paul Thomas Anderson. They like There Will Be Blood. They like, you know, the They're, they're going to wait for a movie like that for him to win for it. They didn't nominate, they don't nominate PTL that much. And, and Bron has they, been around forever and has been making movies forever and yeah, and this would be wanna... highbrow to them because it's, it's black dumb, and white. It's a dumb screenplay, though. I know, mm-hmm. and it's going to win. That's what I'm saying. This is like going back to when they, they used to do this. A movie they love, not necessarily a good screenplay. All right. Best director. We have Jane Campion, Power of the Dog. Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Got in there, too. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza. Ryusuke Hamaguchi, Drive My Car, and Steven Spielberg, West Side Story. Todd? Uh, what should win is uh, Jane Campion. Just right. the scope of the movie is something else. Zach? Uh, Jane Campion all the way. Easy call. You know what? I'm going to say Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. I think that that is much more of an achievement than people realize. And uh, and I think I, I think it's it's an amazing movie since it's been on uh, on Disney Plus. I've I've watched it again since, and it still blows me away. So uh, I'm going I'm going. Steven Spielberg should win for for West Side Story. Todd, what could have been nominated? I'm going to say Joe and Trier because it is the best movie of the year, and why not? All right, all right, Zach. Yeah, this is where I went with David Lowry for The Green Knight. Mm. That is an impressive piece of filmmaking and takes a great sort of visionary filmmaker that everyone wants to say Denny Villeneuve is, but didn't get nominated. I think David Lowry is the one who's missing here. Well, I'll take the elephant in the room. Denny Villeneuve. I mean, how many things did we say Dune should win? Not only will win, but should win in the below the line. And you're not going to nominate the director of it. It that's insane. I still find that insane. So True. he he could he should have been nominated for sure. 
Uh, Todd, who's going to win? Uh, Campion. One of the biggest slam dunks of the whole award show. Yep. Zach? The Campion all the way. Yep. Campion all the way. Uh, speaking of slam dunks, Best Supporting Actress is next. Um, and the nominees there are Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Anjanou Ellis for King Richard, Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, Judy Dench for Belfast, and Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog. Todd, uh, I, w- I was going to ask you who should win, but I'm, I'm just instead going to say, tell us about Jesse Buckley. <laughs> I was actually going to say Ariana DeBose. Oh, me. okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. Why would you? Because you love you love that performance. You I also do. love the I screenplay. I know. Well, Ariana DeBose was like, I mean, the the best part of that movie for sure. That is true. That is true. Zach. Uh, who should win is Ariana DeBose, although I really did like Kirsten Dunst in Power of the Dog. Um, I think Judy Dench's nomination for Belfast is one of the maybe 10 worst nominations in the history of the Oscars. It, it's abominable. It's, it's deplorable and disgusting. I think even Judy Dench would agree with that statement. I mean, especially over Katrina Balfe, who was much, yeah. so much better and had so much more to do in Belfast. Katrina Balfe was the best part of Belfast. She was actually, that was actually a, a good part of the movie was her character and her performance. Yeah. Awful. All right. Well, I'll say Jesse Buckley should have, should win because I, she was by far the best part of The Lost Daughter. And, no. uh, and her performance was, was amazing. And I, I thought she was awesome. Her so. and what? Um, Dakota Johnson were both really, really good. What about some I, love? I, I would for, say, what about some love for Peter Stormare on here? Biggest douche, movie douchebag currently in the industry <laughs> didn't even get a nomination consideration. But all right, I'm sorry, Terry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Peter okay. Sarsgaard, you mean? Oh, yeah, Sarsgaard. Is that That's Stormare? Oh, I said Stormare. Did I? Okay. Here we go. No, it, he's the nihilist. Sarsgaard. Peter, Peter Stormer, Stormer would have made a great contributor to The Lost Daughter, though. Can you agree? <laughs> I think I could see him in the movie for sure. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Todd, who could have been nominated? Martha Plimpton in Mass was the best performance by anybody in 2021. Wow. All right. Zach. Susanna Son in Red Robin was Red Rocket, excuse me, was the best performance <laughs> by anybody Robin. in a movie um, in 2021. Very nice. Strong year nice. for supporting actresses that were ignored by the Oscars. Uh, my pick is Catherine Hunter for the tragedy of Macbeth. Witches. Um, nice. The, the witches. She is insane in that movie. Absolutely insane. And by for five far, minutes. by far far the best part and you, yeah it's a five minute performance but it's the most it's the most unforgettable part of that movie all right todd who's gonna win ariana debose zach this will be uh maybe the best moment of the night ariana debose i can't wait for her acceptance speech this is a great oscar i can't wait to see where her career goes in the next 20 30 years yeah ariana debose is gonna win is this the first time well no i guess it's not the first time that that someone that two different people have one for the same character. Cause I guess you could say that happened uh, just a couple years ago with Joker or Vito Corleone. Someone yeah. who we talked about last. Oh week. yeah, that's true. That's true. But, but even, but this is like two, winning two for the same character in a remake. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's insane. It's, it's insane. Okay. 
Uh, supporting actor, we have this could be a fun conversation. Yeah, here we Ian go. Hines for now Belfast. we're getting started. J.K. Simmons being the Ricardos, Jesse Plemons, the power of the dog, Cody Smith McPhee, the power of the dog, and Troy Kotzer for Coda. Let's start. Let's start with the fun stuff. Todd, who should win? Uh, I think it's Cody Smith McPhee. I I like all these performances, but but his is one that uh, that I I love that they nominated him because he's super subtle in in how he does things, really calculated, and uh, I think it's the best one. Zach, KSM all the way, KSM baby, all the way. I called him out in 2010 for his performance and let me in. He's an amazing actor. He should win. Every movie he's in, he should win an Oscar for. Amazing. Road. The Timothy Hutton of our generation. All right. He's I'll... Anthony Perkins. Yeah. When we do our deep dive of Power of the Dog in 10 years, that will be our recasting. Our 60s recasting. All right. Um... Oh man, I I kind of I kind of want to go Jesse Plemons just simply because it's Jesse Plemons and he's amazing and everything, and this is such a subtle performance as well. But I also love Syrian Hines, and I think he gives a he gives a really cool, memorable performance in Belfast. Um, I I think he's the best part of Belfast. But isn't so. it sad that Christopher Plummer has been that role in every movie and did win an Oscar for that role? <laughs> In, for beginners there is that well and and i think i, I think it was, it's interesting that for the longest time it was who's going to get the nomination was it Syrian hines jamie dornan or both um and i thought jamie dornan was very good as well but i i, I think Syrian hines just had the the charming role but probably jesse plevins is one i want to say um todd who could have been nominated so i have i have a bunch i would i i could say but i'm gonna say vincent linden for titan that, that was oh. one of the most wow one of the yeah that was it was a great transformational kind of weird movie and performance and <laughs> i i think he was fantastic i think he's nominated a bafta something but yeah he should have been nominated and that movie should have gotten some more love that is a good one i thought about mentioning that for makeup and hairstyling yeah zach i'm gonna go with barry fitzgerald oh i'm shit I up. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say Daniel Kaluuya could pull a Barry Fitzgerald by getting by getting nominated again for Judas and the Black Messiah. This time in Best Actor, though. No, uh, for supporting actor. I'm sorry. I'll have to edit Barry that Fitzgerald out. Fitzgerald was on in the same year, though. That, but I, you know, you get the idea. Uh, yes, I'm gonna go with Daniel Kaluuya. Although part of me wants to go with Janie Dornan for uh, Barb and Star. Barb and Star. Yeah, but that—that's the same thing though. That was in the wrong, uh, in the wrong Oscar year because it was—it came out in February. But listen, he doesn't have to climb up a coconut tree in Belfast, you know. Like the man, the man has to sing with a crab. Like that—that that takes a lot of work, you know. Yeah, that's true. All right, uh, my pick. I'm going with Mike Feist for West Side Story. Oh, there we go. Uh, I I loved that performance, and he podcast. just has this magnetic pre- magnetic presence to him. Uh, but I'll, I'll also shout out uh, Anders Danielson Lee from Worst Person in the World. All right, now here's the interesting part, Todd. Who will win Best Supporting Actor? Uh, the other day I bet on Troy Kotzer to win, so I guess I should probably say that he will win. I think that 
the momentum is all in his favor now. It's he's the Alan Arkin of this year, and uh, he's gonna end up winning. Maybe not at BAFTA a week ago, but you know, <laughs> in the future of the past, uh, Zach. The Alan Arkin of this year, I like it. It's like Gestapo tactics. Uh, Jesse, my dog. Um, I'm going to go with Troy Kotzer, which is unfortunate because KSM dominated that movie. Not that I've seen Coda, but I just think KSM should win everything he's nominated for. You're just going to have to to bite the bullet and pay the five bucks a month to get Apple TV Plus at some point, Zach. <sighs> I refuse to do it. Dude, come on. Next for time Coda... Gonna... Europe, your original screenplay winner for Coda and yeah, Macbeth yeah. and Boy State, Boy State, I should see, yeah. and Wolf Walkers, and uh, what else? What else is on Apple? John Hamm's commercial for All Mankind is amazing. Um, yeah, there's there's enough stuff on there. We could listen okay. to John Hamm's commercial. He could tell us everybody who's in an Apple TV movie. It's true. It's true. Uh, I'm I'm gonna hold out. I'm sticking with Cody Smith McPhee. Um, I'm I'm uh, I, I think four weeks um, ago maybe. I know, I know, but I think whatever happens at BAFTA will go a long way too. And we don't know what's happening there yet. I think if Troy Kotzer pulls out BAFTA, then I think it's probably it's probably over at this point. But for right now, I'm gonna stick with Cody, and we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. All right, another really interesting one now. Best actress. Uh, we have Jessica Chastain, the eyes of Tammy Faye, Kristen Stewart for Spencer, Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos, Olivia Coleman, the lost daughter, and Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers. Todd, who should win? I have Penelope Cruz. Uh, it's, I mean, it, it wasn't that easy of a choice, but uh, she is fantastic. I think it might be her best work. Still need to see that. Zach. I think she is the best uh, performance of the 20 that are nominated, and she would also be my winner for Best Actress. My The Zach Oscars, she would be my pick. She is unbelievable in that movie, and I'm, I'm glad she got nominated, but uh, she would clearly be my pick. Yeah, I still need to see Parallel Mothers. I still need to see The Eyes of Tammy Faye, but of the ones I've seen, Kristen Stewart for Spencer, I think, is the one that should win. Just a completely transformative it's performance. Not a, it's not a bad pick. It, I mean, it's she, a gear I didn't know awesome she had. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, she's amazing. Todd, who could have been nominated? Uh, Renata Reinsva, yeah, who I think is winning BAFTA. Uh, she she is amazing, and uh, I can't see a whole lot of actresses that I would have uh, replaced her with. She she should have been nominated. Yeah, that's a good call, Zach. Um, I would go with uh, the. Uh, <laughs> the main actress from uh, Les Nuts, which Todd gave three and a half stars to, the pregnant girl from French Can Canada in Quebec. Uh, what's her name? I I'm looking it up. Emily Bierre. Not that she would ever get nominated, but, you know, hey, why not? You agree? <laughs> she was not? really good in that movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I was going to say Renata Rensby, and then I had a feeling someone else was going to. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the West Side Story train and go Rachel Zegler. Oh, I thought she was brilliant. She was the worst part of the movie. She was not the worst part of the movie. She was not toxic, so she could not, therefore, have been the worst part of the movie. The, anything with that aside, I thought she was she was brilliant, and uh, and yeah, she just said Alana Heim. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I mean, she, she was solid too. All right, who's going to win, Todd? I don't know. <laughs> I I want to know what happens tomorrow, but I I have money on both uh, Kidman and Chastain, and I'm gonna say Kidman is gonna end up pulling it out. There's gonna be a really a, kind of a lousy winner, but it happens. Zach. I'm going with Chastain. I'm not sure why the 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 money has moved on that so much, um, but I think it's because secretly Oscar voters know that being the Crotos wasn't that great of a movie, um, and it got kind of overnominated. Not so secret. It didn't get Best Picture. Exactly. Yeah, and I think a lot of people. This is the this is the Julianne Moore Still Alice Award. I mean, this is an actress who has been um, nominated before. You know, she's been adored for the last ten years. Um, is this her greatest performance? Probably not, but she's overdue at this point and it's not being the Ricardos. If the Academy voters actually put in their DVD screeners and watch it, maybe they won't vote for her. But if they actually don't watch the movie and just go off reputation, they're going Jessica Chastain, which is, you know, actually to, to her credit, she's pretty good in the movie. Her makeup artist is really good, but she's pretty good too. Yeah, I I mean all the momentum right now is with Chastain. She won the SAG. I'm I'm going Chastain. Uh I would find it hilarious if somehow when the envelope opens it's Olivia Coleman. Um just Yeah, that'd because, be the Francis yeah. McDormand winning, but well Kristen Stewart's gonna win the Critics Choice, right? So then we're really not gonna know because none of them were nominated at BAFTA. Yeah. So yeah. have you guys seen Eyes of Tammy Faye? No. Yeah. What What do you think of it, Todd? I saw it before all you guys. I don't know. I remember you reviewing it back in the like the summer. I don't know. It, it was fine. I mean, Chastain's really good, but it's not something I would necessarily vote for. I I don't think it's in her top five performances, but I mean, she if she did, wins, I'll be fine. To her credit, she disappears into the role. I mean, it's it, it's like to me, it's kind of like Gary Oldman when he played Winston Churchill. She's unrecognizable in the role, and she's overdue. It seems like sort of a slam dunk Oscar pick. Which it was for a long time. And then all of a sudden, Nicole Kidman started winning everything. The movie had Chastain's st- winning stuff. The movie she had weird. Win everything. She won the Golden Globe, and that's it. Eyes of Tammy had a weird stuff. distribution. There hasn't been anything else. Reception. And... It's not like it, people didn't see the movie for whatever reason. The studio must have botched it or something. Like no one really saw the movie. It had a really weird release window. Yeah. All you right. should see it, Terry. I could see you really liking it. You, I think you'd give it three and a half stars. Uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, I've Andrew heard Garfield's it good to, in it too. It, it's kind of like it's it's kind of like this year's Judy. It's this year's Iron Lady, where it's the it's the transformational uh, performance with the makeup um, no, nomination too. No, Kidman is this year's Judy. That that's the that's the better comparison. Oh, because well, yeah, I guess so. Because she already has an Oscar. Yeah, I think Tammy Faye is an interesting movie. It's not just it's not just a throwaway (laughs) Iron Lady type movie. Like it it has some depth to it. It's not a great movie, but people should see it. All right. Well, uh, speaking of Andrew Garfield, Best Actor nominees, we have Andrew Garfield for Tick Tick Boom, Benedict Cumberbatch for Power of the Dog, Denzel Washington, The Tragedy of Macbeth, Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, and Will Smith. For King Richard. Zach, are you there? Oh, there he is. Okay. You were frozen there for a while. Okay, Todd, who 
Uh, who should win? It's between Cumberbatch and Denzel. I probably lean with Cumberbatch because he hasn't won before. And I, I think he is just electric in Power of the Dog. All right, Zach? I, for me, it's between Cumberbatch and Garfield. And I would go with Garfield because he's not a trained singer. And although I got to say Cumberbatch was a revelation and that's his best, that's his best performance ever. But I think what Andrew Garfield did in Tick, Tick, Boom was unbelievable. And Terry's going to yeah. pick it too. Terry, tell us why I, yeah, Andrew I'm Garfield gonna, should Yeah, win. I'm going to pick Garfield. I, I like how it's, it's the battle of the, the Spider-Man co-stars here. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going Andrew Garfield. Uh, yeah, he just, he's able to transform himself into this role without, having to you know have the makeup transformation he he is brilliant in this and shows out he just yeah he can and, do you know, anything cumberbatch had a great supporting cast he had a great director he had a great story garfield i don't know if he had all those things in that movie he, he's in every scene of that movie and yeah. he just dominates that movie and you never question yeah. him for a second he's brilliant in it yeah for sure for sure um Todd, who could have been nominated? Nicholas Cage. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been yeah. 20 years since his last nomination. This is ridiculous at this point. It's a good call. That is a good call. Zach? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, none other than um, Simon yeah. Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Film Independent Award winner. Todd didn't like his acceptance speech. I did. I thought he was great in it. Basically, the only other actor who could play this role is Thomas Hayden Church in 2004. And um, I got it. I love Simon Rex. I think he's great in the movie. And, uh, you know, he wears a fake dick better than Mark Wahlberg even did. So more power to him. That's worth an Oscar nomination alone right there. Uh, for me, what, uh, who could have been nominated? I'm going to go with, uh, another Apple TV plus movie that Zach needs to watch my number two movie of the year. I'm Mahershala going with Mahershala Ali. Ali for Swan song. Uh, I mean, it's a dual role. Mahershala and, um, Ali and Mahershala Ali. Yeah. I mean, he's two acting with himself, uh, uh, for a lot of the time, which is impressive in itself. And it's just, it's such an emotionally deep performance as he's dealing with, you know, the prospect of him dying and and this difficult decision he has in front of him so um that's my pick is uh Mahershala Ali all right Todd who's gonna win I think it's going to be Will Smith I've I've been I've been on Andrew Garfield for like seven months but Will Smith I I think that he actually has enough momentum now with his movie overperforming like getting like winning the editing guild and stuff like that that I think that he has enough support that he's going to end up somehow taking this award. Zach? This is a very tough one. Um, my heart tells me Will Smith. However, he has not been showing up to these award ceremonies. To me, it's a little bit reminiscent of 2001, except Will Smith is Russell Crowe. I think he... I don't what think award he, shows are you talking about? The Golden Globes? Or what? Yeah, the he Golden Globes. And, no, I, I, I... There was no Golden Globes. Well, listen... <laughs> So he was there. Ben Cumberbatch <laughs> has been much more visible, and 
I'm still going to go with Will Smith, but it it I I think it's 51-49. I don't know. It's it's really really close. I think it's closer than people wins, realize. If he wins BAFTA, then it's closer it's than people it realize. It it it's really really close. I could see it going either way. I at this point, you know, seven days prior to the Oscars, obviously I go Will Smith, but I could see Cumberbatch winning. I mean, I, it, it really is a three-person race, though, because Garfield's right in there, too. I mean, he's a dark nah, horse. Like, everyone's that. saying it's Smith or Cumberbatch, but Garfield could easily sneak in That would in be there. shocking at this point. Um, we, The one we haven't mentioned, I I think Javier Bardem gives a gives a pretty good performance, his best part of being the Ricardos. I just want to throw it out there because we haven't even mentioned him as part of this category. It was a surprise nomination, and I but I think it, it's, it, it's more deserved than Nicole Kidman, I'll say that. that. Uh, Will Smith is winning. That that's I'm just that's so okay. Here's here's kind of what I think. I think it depends on who the presenter is. I don't think Francis McDormand is presenting this award. I think it sort of depends on like I don't know. Like I could see like if like Michelle Pfeiffer presents it, then it could go to Benedict Cumberbatch. But if it's like Jennifer Lawrence, it's going to Will Smith, obviously, right? I yeah. Maybe Judy Dench could get up there. I don't know. I think it all depends on the presenter. Text me when the presenter comes out. Okay. Okay. They probably already have the list of presenters out, and Frances McDormand is probably on it. She presented with with uh, no wait. I, I don't think she presented Best Actor 2018 though. Did she? I don't know. I don't know. Who who won? That, that would have been. Uh... <laughs> I who the hell won best actor in 2018 hold on hold Couldn't on have been that memorable man <laughs> Jeez, are we serious how do we not know this oh it's bohemian rhapsody right oh rami yeah, malik. Rami yeah malik. Rami malik. i i don't think that was francis mcdormand though um, i don't think she shows up. up i well she did present jack in 97 i i believe all right. Well, well, we'll we'll do some research on this and figure it out. Digression. All right. We'll cut Best picture. Out. Best picture. Here we go. The nominees are Belfast, Coda, Somehow, Don't Look Up, uh, <laughs> Drive My Car, <laughs> Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Todd, what should win? My number 12 of the year is my highest ranked. Uh, best picture nominee and that is drive my car and that would be just amazing if something like that could actually win that would be amazing it'd be kind of like parasite winning um no not really <laughs> <laughs> well but but just just the the international film coming coming up and uh yeah. and taking it away all right zach who should win so i had two of these films in my original actually i had no i had two of these films in my original top 10 west side story and drive my car and i'm not picking either of them i would go with um the power of the dog i think the power of the dog is a difficult ambitious adult mature slow complex weird beguiling movie that's and how i feel about I, drive my car i love well yeah i mean i do i obviously love drive my car but i think power of the dog i i'll watch it again a year from now and i think it will be fully justified as the best picture winner i 
I don't understand that movie. It frustrates me and fascinates me. And I kind of love it. I think it's a great Best Picture winner. And uh, it's the movie I think people will remember from 2021, hopefully, if they ever watch it. Because most people won't be able to understand it. Alice and Janney presented to you, Rami Malek. Well, I, I was I just told looking you. at it. No, well, it was actress winner. No, Alice and Janney and Gary Oldman presented to Rami Malek. Uh, Frances McDormand and uh, somebody else presented. Sam Rockwell, actress. maybe. Sam Rockwell, yeah. Frances yeah. McDormand and Sam Rockwell. Olivia Coleman presented to Olivia Coleman, and then that's right. I remember her. Because, yeah, that. so so it was so the actor. And the supporting actress presented actor. That's and the That's actress and supporting year. actor the... presented actress. And then uh, supporting actress was Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph. That was, it, yeah, it was their opening monologue. The monologue, yeah. yeah. And Regina then um, supporting actor was Daniel Craig and Charlize Theron. Now that I would have never guessed. Yeah. Allison Janney also gave Rami Malek his Emmy. There we go. That's interesting. Uh, so, uh, for should win, I don't necessarily like this pick as what should Coda. win, but it's on, the Coda. highest one. It's Coda. Coda's the highest one go. on my list. So I'm going Coda. Um, <laughs> close second is Nightmare Alley on my top 10 though. So, uh, so there we go. I would, what, four, four of these. Yeah. Four off the, off the best picture lineup are in my top 10. So, um, so there's that. Okay. What could have been nominated, Todd? I'm the worst person in the world. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Zach? They don't nominate documentaries, but I'm going with The Rescue. I mean, yeah, we could all just kind of go with our number ones of the year. My number one was Nine Days, but man, I was disappointed when Tick, Tick, Boom didn't get nominated. Like, that legit had a shot. It was 11th or 12th. That's fair. Right there with being the Ricardos. So I'm going to say Tick, Tick, Boom. I'm bummed that didn't get in there. Um, yeah, that might be my my favorite like rewatch movie of last year is Tick Tick Boom. Okay, Todd, what will win? Coda. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna. I don't know. I I I, th- I think it's gonna eventually win the Producers Guild. And then we're going to just really realize that this is the the crowd pleaser that they're going to put in place of the movie that they don't really want to vote for. Nobody hates Coda. Like, like it, it is it is a universally loved movie. Zach? Uh, maybe if Michael Douglas or Julia Roberts present Best Picture. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to go with Power of the Dog. I think this is a slam dunk pick. I think this is a clear best picture winner. Uh, I think it's been clear since day one. Um, it's Coda is not highbrow enough for Oscar voters. I, I could understand Todd's argument. It's not the if, same if you, Oscars. There's not the same Academy. And with the ranked system, yeah, I think because, Power of the Dog is going to be lower on some people's list. But Power of the Dog, Power of the Dog has overlooked actors, overlooked director in a genre that is uniquely cinematic. And a movie that is too complex and sophisticated for most people, which I think a lot of a lot of the older pretentious voters love. This is a slam dunk. I think Power of the Dog wins easily. Although I'd be impressed. I'm I am impressed with Todd's picking of Coda one year to the day that he picked Power of the Dog to win a year ago. I mean, that's amazing to me. So you would hedge your bet. 
Yeah, I did the same thing wow. when Birdman won, and I got that wrong, obviously, eventually. So, so. <laughs> you should learn from your past mistakes. Yeah. All right. I'm saying power of the dog. However, I'm curious if, um, if the Academy decides to screw over Netflix because of how they have not wanted to play ball with any of their rules. Yeah, and, four years ago. That's old. And give Apple TV Plus the first streaming Best Picture winner instead of Netflix. Coda is Minari. Coda is fun to think about. You haven't it, seen it. It will go away. Well, uh, yeah, but has anybody? No, it, seen this it? is this Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, everybody and, and, has. And the power of the, has Apple TV Plus. Power of the Dog is a lot more difficult to digest than something like No Country for Old Men. Well, so I think Little Miss Nomad Sunshine would have beaten There Will Be Blood. And that's, that's, if you buy a new different. iPhone, you get a year free of Apple TV Plus. I mean. Everybody's got it. Everybody's who accepts the best picture? But who accepts it if if Coda wins? Does Marley Matlin accept it, or the director who didn't get nominated? Oh, I think I, I think they all get up there. They they've all been getting up there recently. The whole crew, or the whole everyone who's there. From we it. haven't seen anything. We've we've seen <laughs> this. The Screen Actors Guild is it. What? No, no. Like in the past, like. In the past, yeah, the and whole... that makes that makes you going with Coda even more inexplicable. Because they I mean... won the Screen Actors Guild. That's the only thing we've seen happen. Yeah, but the Screen Actors Guild Best Ensemble has had less and less like meaning about... towards Best Picture. Yeah. So, the, if... so what? So what are we looking at then? The Golden Globes, which have absolutely no bearing on anything anymore, and that's the only thing Power of the Dog is really implied that. How about if Jack Nicholson favorite? presents Best Picture? Crash. Whoa. I'd be king or something. But he also presented <laughs> The Departed. Bald. By the way, Terry, can, can you tell us about the clip you sent me? Because that, that was a great clip of Jack talking about <laughs> the scene in the first five minutes of The Departed where he shoots a, a woman on the beach in Boston. She fell funny. <laughs> with Matt Damon talking about it, doing a great Jack impersonation. Yeah, you it was totally a great impression. That clip was on like Howard Stern, because you can hear her like laughing in the back, right? Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, no, it was it was a great clip of just how Jack took like a single, a single thing of he shoots someone and uh, he made it this whole. How is this Jack? Whole thing not, and... Has Jack direct ever directed a movie? Yes. What did he direct? King of Marvin Gardens. Is that right? It was no, like it was a sequel to Chinatown. Oh, oh two, two Jakes. Jakes. That's a that is a classic. Come to the stable. Why have we not done that? It's, it's probably not available it. anywhere. Right, Todd? Haven't you seen it? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> I think that is that's our next come to the stable. It might, it might be, be. It might only be available for DVD on Amazon for two hundred dollars, though. I could the see two, that. Jake's the pig farmer. Um, my my list says I have not seen it. Oh, oh, okay, well, maybe we need to do that. All yeah, right, it's, it's well. No, it's on HBO Max. Oh my god, we're doing this. <laughs> the two Jakes. Actually, written by Robert Town too. Jake, Jake wow. UC and Jake. Who's another Jake? Casden. There we go. Jake Casden. UC Casden. <laughs> Not Gyllenhaal. <laughs> like... yeah. All right. Did I say mine? I don't even know if I said mine. You said power I'm going, of the dog. I'm going power of the dog. Yeah, I'm going power of the dog. Okay. 
All right. Well, those are our Oscar picks. Uh, again, make sure you are um, you are entering into our Oscar challenge, and uh, and, and we'll you could be, be a guest host on did. this podcast. You could have yeah. You could be a guest on the podcast <laughs> and all that fun stuff. So until next time, until after the Oscars, have fun watching movies, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Despite your crass behavior, I'm glad we were able to do this together.